Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show that is on earth, that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode where tonight we're going to be discussing the Demonic Dean's film pick of the week from 2009, Blood Knight, the legend of, of with Mary Hatchet, or is it the legend of Mary Hatchet, uh, directed by Frank Sabatella. I fucked that up because it's so fucking long with title. But I got there. I got there, ladies and germs, and I'm happy to do it. And as always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Ghoul Geek Keith. Hello, hello, everybody. What is going on? Did you get your period this week or what, man? Man, I got it so hard. It was so good. You know, I made a mask out of my face and I was wearing it around town and I was like, I feel flower fresh. It was so fucking good, man. I put that on my nose. I did it. And then I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick that fucker up there, applicator and all, and just engage. Well, what else are you supposed to fucking do with them? I mean, that's, uh, I don't know what else they're used for. I mean, I just put them up my nose and just be like, hey, look at me, I'm a walrus. Then I yank them out real fast. Rectal stimulation. <clears throat> you know, that could be it. I don't know. That's a thing. That is a thing people do in 2020. You know, in it, quarantine, a lot of a lot of butt stuff, a lot of good time butt stuff. <laughs> Boofing tampons, man. That's a whole nother level. Disco <clears throat> business. That is man. true. <laughs> and we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince of Moore's day. Yes, get funky with it, monkey. Yes, this is the mad monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we and my lovely co-host of the Talking Terror Crew bring you the best damn horror podcast there is in all of the land. So we don't care if you listen live, listen with your mama, listen with your co-workers, listen and repeat. We don't care. Just make sure you fucking listen. What's up, motherfuckers? That's a good point. I mean, what if you're listening when you're getting a blumpkin? I mean, that would be great. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> really think that would be great? What? Yeah, why what not? If, what if you're, what if you're listening about getting a blumpkin while we're talking about getting a blumpkin? That's like, you know, what? right up there in dipping yeah. right there. Like if you're having a discussion with your girlfriend, your significant other about getting a blumpkin tonight while listening to talking to her, we thank you and we enjoy the fact that you listen. I mean, that makes you a super fan, I suppose. <laughs> thank you, Doug. Absolutely. And I, I if do we have had t-shirts, you would get one. <laughs> I, I, one, I don't think the Blumpkin topic is something that you bring up. I think it's something that just kind of happens. I think you have to just flow naturally with that. But number two, now let's, let's get into like Blumpkin specifics here. Like for it to be an official Blumpkin, do you have to be popping out a fucking nugget while getting the head? Or is it just a matter of sitting yeah. on the bowl getting a blowjob? I don't think that constitutes a blumpkin. I think you actually have to be pushing out one of those kids into the pool. I don't think if you just sit down in the toilet and get a blumpkin, it's a blumpkin. I, I think that's, I think, a, you know, something else. I've pushed I babies out, out, out of my fucking ass, man. That's, uh, that, that's going to be a rough one. I don't, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Yeah, I think we should ask our other host. Demonic Dean, what do you think about this subject? Uh, honestly, I don't. 
really. <laughs> I don't really oh, have an opinion wow. either way. I mean, if that is a B, if that is, uh, if that is the kind of fun that you'd like to bring into the bathroom with your significant other, uh, I fully support uh, you and all of your endeavors. Uh, that is not an avenue that I have much interest in exploring. And, uh, you know, that's not to say that uh, I hope that those that do are not having the best of time. Uh, if they're listening to Talking Terror uh, while doing so, all the better. Uh, cheers, we see you. <laughs> I mean, Bear can a female get a plumpkin? It's a good question. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can give a girl oral lotion in a but I think you could probably finger bang her. Like, give her like a pumpkin or something like that. Not a pumpkin, but a pumpkin. Bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not necessarily <laughs> true. I mean, you know, if you angle her right, her ass would be pointing in the right direction while you can easily mm-hmm. stimulate the, the clitoris with your tongue. Probably could. I mean, you'd have to be pretty agile, I think, but I think it could probably work. I don't know. So it's a good, hey, couples out there, experiment this weekend. You have a date, come home, have a little bit of wine. And you're like, you know what? I have to go to the bathroom. Why don't you join me? I mean, it could happen. I mean, these are, these are then, things that you should think ahead about. And then message us on the Talking Terror page and let us know how it worked out. <laughs> We'd like pictures, if possible. Video or photo evidence would be great. <laughs> if there are pictures that didn't really it, happen Send it to the king of the monkey Believe me, they'll share it with us Yes, we'll yeah, love to send see it, it. Send it we to will those send guys. you a shirt And maybe even a bumper sticker If that happens <laughs> Just got blown kids on Talking Terror Wednesday night at 9pm Fucking Terror <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking Blumpkins <laughs> <laughs> so so welcome everybody to our wonderful podcast. How are you all doing tonight? This is, What's up? This is how we kick it off, folks. Talking about and getting BJs night, while taking and, and this is the night where coworkers of mine said they were gonna fucking try out his show. <laughs> yeah, good job guys. Welcome to the show. Is that trying out the show? <laughs> welcome to the ride, bitches. <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, Dean, you're here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what do you have I for horror news tonight? Aside from the uh, oh, the killer box set that you have, uh, Friday Thirteenth. So yes, to, well, that was the first thing I want to talk about. I am now uh, the last that I saw. My last update from the company of which I ordered it from. Uh, the last update was that it was going to be shipping on the fifteenth. Uh, be my be my surprise reaction when a box was delivered to my front door yesterday uh, containing said box set. Uh, I was not expecting it till possibly over the weekend or even early next week. Um, it is just the uh, it is the most beautiful set. Uh, the artwork is all fantastic. Uh, the, the booklet included uh, is thorough and um, provides some really good information. Uh, last night I just dug into. Uh, there's one disc. Uh, there's one disc box that has two discs inside of uh, the special features, and I dug into a little bit from the first disc of special features last night. Uh, the part, uh, the segment about like uh, going to Blair's Town, like like modern day, like the host like goes to Blair Town and visits some mm-hmm. of the locations and talks to some of the Blair Town uh, shopkeepers that have uh, stores that have some themes. 
uh, based on the movies and everything. So that was really cool, and I'll be looking forward to um, no checking out the rest for sure. Um, I'm really excited to have it. I'm glad I pulled the trigger. Now that box set uh, does it also include the um, 2009 remake and then Freddy vs. Jason as well? Yes, it's everything. It is the first film. Uh, it is the first film, you know, one through ten, and then it has Freddy vs. Jason as well as the 2009 remake. Wow, that is just sweet. Yeah, it's got it all. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, putting on uh, some of the films. Uh, the the work that they've done uh, is supposed like they're supposed to look like just better than they've ever possibly looked before. Um, I look forward to uh, taking a look and and seeing how that looks. I'm also looking forward to digging in uh, to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I reported on the show just a couple weeks ago about how they had uh, discovered some of the uh, some of the the gore footage that had to be cut uh, that was thought to be lost forever that they were able to restore. Uh, to you know, as good as they were able to restore it, and I'll be looking forward to seeing that as well. Some stuff that I've never seen before. Uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's a great it's a great set. I'm I'm so excited and I'm so happy it showed up yesterday. Got a quick question. The, uh, part three. Oh, yeah, go, they go didn't. Ahead. They weren't able to give it to you with uh, 3D, right? No, I don't believe it's a 3D. Uh, there was no like 3D glasses or anything like that. So no, I don't uh, no. I remember they did that uh, long, long, long ago in the early days of DVD. I remember with the, with the, DVD, uh, the Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. What's that? I think there was also a version of Friday the 13th 3D that they were able to get out, but then there was some kind of, like, rights thing or something. I, I think hmm. it was limited. I know for sure that they did it with Nightmare on Elm Street. That, that I have. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, in the early days of DVD, there was that first, like, that first Nightmare box set that included the, uh, the 3D glasses, came with a few pairs of 3D glasses. Yeah, the Diva has that one. But, King, you have the 3D version of Part 3, don't you? Yeah, and I have uh, four sets of uh, 3D glasses with uh, the Jason Mask logo on the front to watch it with. The cool and I did it a couple mm. years ago you know, at his old place. Mm-hmm. He watched it in 3D. What a great time that one. <laughs> now, now, Dean, if I could ask you, man, so do, do, you have, do you have a favorite Friday the 13th movie? After you bought this massive box set, is there, is there one that's your go-to Friday the 13th? Good question. Well, you know, I've always been a fan of, like, the the four, five, six, like, the Tommy Jarvis story. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also uh, very much enjoy the simplicity of the OG, of, of part one. Uh, lately, uh, I've actually, over the, over the whole quarantine, I've actually seen... Uh, part three and part four back to back like multiple times. Uh, it, it, they, three and four back to back have been part of the regular rotation, and I think I think the Epics networks. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've seen those a whole bunch. But if I, if I had to like name my favorite, like it's kind of like hard to do to pick just one. But I think that like four through six, like the the Tommy Jarvis story, um, you know, like that kind of. Uh, cohesive story over the three films maybe maybe is like what I think about the most when I think of it. But I do I love the first movie. Yeah. Well, how about you, Gould? Do you do you have a go to? Uh, see for me it's a little bit more of a mood favorites. Um, yeah. If I'm looking for just mm-hmm. straight up gory Friday the thirteenth, it's part four. If I'm looking for humor, it's part five and 
you know, if I want stupid humor, I go with Jason X. Uh, if I'm looking classic, I go with either one or two. Uh, I'd say, like, you know, the, the, the better way for me to gauge the Friday the 13th movies is to say which ones are the ones I like the least, um, which kind of, you know, pretty much hits Jason Goes eight, to Hell. Nine. Eight, yeah. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, and part seven. You know, I know there's, like, this, this weird revival that, that there's people that... <laughs> I love it, man. Love I love part seven. Part seven. But it just, it kills me, man. It's just, yeah, I, I just remember seeing it. I remember watching it on bootleg when my, my stepdad got it and just being so disappointed and just being like, what? And I, you know, as disappointed as I was, I probably watched the damn movie a million times. But again, just <laughs> sitting there going to myself, like, what the fuck am I watching? Why am I watching, you know, Jason fight this, this telekinetic chick? <laughs> <laughs> And King, you're all about Manhattan, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love Manhattan just because of just how fucking absurd it is. It's not a particularly good movie. But no, I, I mean, me, I would pick five if I had to pick my favorite one. I think five is my favorite Friday 13th entry. And not, okay. not Jason, but it's such a fucking <laughs> sleazy, gory mess of a movie. And it's just everybody bitches about not having Jason in it, but you're getting fucking classic Jason kills. And like we've talked about, yeah. you have fucking two greasers in the woods and one gets a fucking flare through the throat. And then there's a fucking chick doing coke in a fucking diner and she's like, oh, wow, show my tits. And then she's dead. You know, it's like there's a kill every 10 minutes. It's just, it's my favorite. Like I go back to part five so much. I love Roy Burns. I never got to respect it. <laughs> I love part Miguel. I've always Miguel, loved part five ass, too, man. but I know that there's, there's like, in some cases, there's like not a lot of love for part five because, because, you know, right. the, the, not Jason, Jason, but I've I've always enjoyed that one uh, tremendously. I mean, over all of the years uh, that I've known the ghoul, once we discovered our, our common bond over over this genre, like he and I have gotten like miles upon miles and miles of like joy and laughter from some of the jokes that we have together involving Part Five. Um, I love Part Five, but I know that it's not well thought of sometimes in the yeah. uh, in the grand scheme. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's just a lot to it. Um, but, yeah, Monty, what's yours? Get it. You know, like, I get that at the end, it's Roy. You know, okay, for all intents yeah. and purposes, mm-hmm. it's Roy. But when you're watching the fucking movie without knowing that it's Roy, it's Jason. Yep. So, you know, yes, it's it is. Jason with a blue freaking check mark on his mask instead of it being a red <laughs> yeah. check mark on his mask. And, and you know, the best <laughs> thing about part five, besides all of the humor, besides the characters, besides all the silliness, it's got one of the greatest sets of it's ever in a Friday the 13th series. I was waiting for this. Debbie Sue Voorhees. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's Final Chapter just because it's so much fun. I had a great time watching it um, this past winter with the king and my son, and I was introducing him to his first actual gory, gory Friday the 13th. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> You're a dead it's fuck. music. Man. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a like a she loved it. Yeah. I'm a interesting lover on Friday the 13th. It's a good solid pick. Part 4 stands up. I mean, I mean, Tom Savini doing the effects. You know, it's the first introduction of Tommy Jarvis, like the, the Dean was saying. So it, it's good, you know. In part five, he learns yeah, how to do that, fucking jiu-jitsu. Yeah, but that you know, part, part, part four 
like had the added element, and you know, uh, we, you know, we've we've talked these these films uh, to yeah. to death on our on our on our show. Uh, mm-hmm. Four had that element, uh, you know, of when seeing it for the first time. You know, that came out I think in 1984, and when it yeah. fin- when the time came when it hit like HBO, Showtime's when it hit the cable channels, probably like eight, late mid 85, 86. Like when I was like sneaking and watching this shit, like I'm 10, 11, you know, maybe 12 at the most when I saw that one for the first time. And, you know, you, you had a, you had a, like a kid protagonist, like that one, like, like hit on a different level. Like when you were following the story of someone that was in your kind of age range versus watching mm-hmm. the older camp count. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. That's, that's yeah, uh, yeah. was the first one that I ever saw from start to finish. And, you know, again, that was in my Uncle Wayne's basement, and it was like, hey, Keith, here, you know, watch this. You know, while all the parents went and did their, their drinking or, or whatever fun that they were having. And, yeah, that the fact that there was a kid in it absolutely locked me down, probably more than anything else. And I know it's a bit in that movie before you get to Tommy Jarvis. But, you know, like as I sat there, the moment Corey Feldman, who I knew from the Goonies, you know, so that was the other thing. He's a recognizable kid. It was like, yeah. okay, I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and it was good. You know, he was living you know, vicariously through us. Um, but okay, uh, cool. so Dean, what do you have for us? Thank you, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, moving right along. Uh, we, uh, you know, it's been a long time, and a, a really long time, and, you know, the ghoul used, and I used to get down to this, like, late into the night sometimes, but it's been a long time uh, since I've played a Call of Duty game. Especially since I'm still on, I'm still on an older I'm still on an older generation system uh, where they no longer make the games. But apparently earlier uh, this year they released uh, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, and as they continue to make updates and such to the game, uh, they have two new skins for your online characters. Where your soldier, uh, when you play in the uh, you know in the multiplayer. Uh, you can uh, be Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, or uh, you can also be, uh, you know, Saw. You know, you can be Jigsaw. Um, so I thought that was oh, like, okay. kind of fun. Like, you can be running around with your weaponry, and and, but be dressed up like uh, Leatherface <laughs> or, or Jigsaw. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Riding out of the battlefield with a tricycle. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit, the fucking focus. Shoot it. (laughs) Shoot that (laughs) puppet. Yeah, that is, that is cool, though. Like, I mean, I'd love to see Leatherface in that game because I saw the uh, the assault rifle that they're giving him. It's painted neon green and black like his chainsaw. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, so they're always trying to to make it Leatherface. I don't know if you know how to use a gun. <laughs> or like in Ready Player One. Oh, shit, it's Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chucky. <laughs> Fucking Chucky. Speaking of Ready Player One, uh, we've talked about Fuck how yeah. uh, there's going to be an upcoming sequel book, Ready Player Two. Uh, some some mm. plot details have been released uh, for oh. Ready Player Two. And apparently... Just days uh, after Wade Watts was the winner, uh, he is going to discover a mystery uh, that can make the Oasis even a million times better 
uh, with a new riddle and a new quest that was hidden deep within. Uh, but obviously, there's a dangerous new rival uh, who will stop at nothing to get this technology into the evil hands. Uh, so that's the brief little summary uh, that's been floated uh, for Ready Player Two. Also promising to be chock full of all of the pop culture references that have made it such a beloved story. I love Ooh. that first book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that first book was so good, man. And you know what? Obviously, listen, the, the movie was what it was, very entertaining, very fun. I thought they did a good job of of transferring what was on the written page to the screen in a way that would engage audiences that were not from that time period. Because I think the book does a great job of engaging you as the person who grew up in the 80s. and, uh, yeah, so, no, I've been looking forward to the book. I know Will Wheaton has been doing the, uh, I guess he's been recording the audiobook version of it. Uh, so, so he was all excited, like, about that, the big nerd that he is. Um, so, yeah, no, I can't wait. I know it's a couple weeks away, and it is definitely what I have been looking forward to for quite some time. Yeah, with the first Excellent. movie, though, I just can't get over, like, all of the cameos that they have in that movie and how do they get all of the money for that licensing that they probably needed to get all those characters in that movie. They probably owned it already. It's all stuff they owned already, you know, as far as the, the production company. Spielberg, DreamWorks, you know. They've got money. Mm. Money, 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 <laughs> money, money. They sure as fuck do. <laughs> all right, Dean, what else Wait, you got, man? Somebody's got to compete against Disney and Pixar, you know. I mean, they're pretty much the only <laughs> ones that, that have any possibility of doing it. It's all that track. Get it together, Ramblin'. Yeah. How to train your dragon. We had talked a little bit about AMC and how they, uh, according to filings that they put out, they potentially could be out of money by the end of the year. Um, Might need to file for bankruptcy. They're kind of shuffling all of this stuff around right now to figure out what their game plan is. But in in another attempt to try and uh, you know, get some some ching happen in the cash registers. Uh, they have announced that at certain locations, you can uh, rent a screening room uh, for yourself alone, or uh, up to twenty people for the low price of ninety nine dollars. Uh, there is a drop down list of movies of which to choose from. Uh, I took a look at the list and I found it to be uh, quite weak. Uh, but I guess it's what they have access to. Um, you know, most of the stuff is new and fairly fairly recent and not so exciting to me to think about spending uh, $99. But, like, shit, I mean, if there was an op- opportunity to spend $99 and uh, sit in the theater by myself to, like, watch one of my favorite movies with maybe a couple of close people, like, that maybe would be interesting to me. I think it's a very interesting concept, um, but I, I don't see how... Yeah. It's going to have something that's going to save them from the situation that they're in. New Mutants Watch Party! <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to shit on AMC's parade. You know, I get it as a concept. Seems like very interesting. You know, the smaller theaters have been doing this for years. You know, there's the showroom that, uh, that unfortunately, it's out in Asbury Park. That's, it's closing its doors. COVID kind of just really it knocked them down. Um, they were never about showing 
you know, current or new release movies as far as the big budget films. They were always more indie focused um, or small picture focused. Uh, we ended up coming across them at one point for uh, for, for Zach's birthday. Um, back when Zach was still Cassidy and really loved My Little Pony. Uh, they were the only theater in the area that was showing the My Little Pony movie on screen. Um, so that was like, it was huge, you know, it was like fantastic. And, you know, we went, we were able to rent the, the one room in there. And, you know, you, you had the screen, you had the place to yourself. Uh, it was perfect for, for the, the party at the time. But, again, Ooh. not to, to shit on their parade, but unless, you know, if you check their screenings currently for less than $99 you can pretty much have a theater all to yourself I am checking up on screenings and the only movie that seems to have anybody in any seats at any time is Tenet and even that most of the screenings are empty and I'm not talking like a day or two before I'm talking literally you know I checked and an hour from then movie was still empty you know there's just that's why they're trying to pull whatever they can there's nobody in the seats there's nobody going to the theater you know like uh like i said my mental illness okay for this whole thing doesn't feel bad for the company it doesn't feel bad for the employees i feel bad for the movies that are still playing and nobody is watching you know the poor sad (laughs) film that's sitting there and it's working its ass off it's doing what it's got to do on that screen, and there's just nobody there to actually watch the magic happen. <laughs> so that being said, then, Ghoul, are you going to try and give a New Mutants a run before it gets out of there? Like I said, with I said that last week, you know, not for nothing, considering nobody is in these fucking theaters, this is probably the cleanest the damn movie theater is ever going to be. So... Me and the cool girl may very well do that. We may just drop down a couple dimes and see the new mutants, see Tenet. And uh, I think there was that that one movie with Russell Crowe that looked good, uh, Unhinged, um, where it's like a a road rage type of thing. Like, you know, these are a couple films that I've been looking forward to. And, yeah, I'll definitely hit them in the theater. All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, what else do you got, Dean? Uh, Showtime has announced that they are going to be reviving their series Dexter, uh, starring mm. Michael C. Hall playing a serial killer. Uh, it's going to be a 10-episode oh, limited... Uh, <laughs> a 10-part limited series. Uh, it's going to be airing in sometime in the fall of 2021. I have to say, I never have seen a minute of Dexter. Uh, haven't watched it. I know that people were insane about it, but from what I understand... Uh, as the show wore on, that insane feelings uh, subsided greatly. And from what I gather, people Huge. were tremendously disappointed, tremendously yep. disappointed with the with the ending. Uh, so no, some of yeah. the some of the chatter that I saw today was people hoping that this was like a an opportunity for them to to right their wrongs, uh, you know, by by bringing this back. So anyway, uh, for those of you that are into it, I hope that you like this news and that you're looking forward to it. I am, you know, but I I think. Uh, what they should do is go off in a different direction. Like, why do we have to have a continuation of that fucking bullshit ending that we got? This could be back in time and just do a fucking Dexter adventure for 10 episodes, you know, where, where Deb is still around, his sister, and all the classic characters, and it's just him hunting down somebody for 10 episodes. I'd rather they do that than fucking be like, oh, we're going to continue with that ending. No, there's no way to go. There's no place to go with that ending. Well, you don't, you don't know yet what they're going to do. I don't know. I just don't say anything. I'm hoping that they go with that uh, type of way with the Dexter Adventure rather than a continuation because that 
there's nothing to continue. It's over. <laughs> I mean, they, so, they pretty much put that nail in the coffin. As far as Dexter goes, yes, you're absolutely right, Dean. Um, as far as the show, you know, it, it came out, and I, I didn't watch it when it first aired. Um, but I did catch it up, I caught up to everything, like, later on. The first, the first four seasons of that show are rock solid. Um, season yep. three is phenomenal. It is some of the best television you'll ever watch. It is great. It is intense. And they, they carry it on into season four. It is a good time. Um, season five is a bit of a lull. Season six picks up a little bit again, but then it is a stark drop for season seven and eight. Was eight the last one? <laughs> King? Yeah, that was the last one. Okay. That was a fucking drop. They, it was like, was like, it was like drop. bottom of fucking Nitro <laughs> at Great Adventure type of drop. Like the show went from like a real big peak to like fucking you might as well be underwater by the time it hits its lows. Um, oh, yeah. My problem with them going, see, here's the issue. If they're going to use Michael C. Hall, it might be a little bit difficult depending on how he currently looks because I hate when they try to do the whole, like, hey, we're going to step back in time a little bit, but use the same actors. Like, listen, motherfucker mm. is 10 years old, 10 years older than he was the last time the damn show aired. You know, and you can clearly see it. They can load him up on makeup, try to use CGI, but it's just going to look weird. Um, so if they were going to go, if anything, what they should do, in my opinion, is they should have gone even earlier and maybe dropped in while Harry was still alive. And give us a younger Dexter. Mm-hmm. Give us some of that yeah. early stuff that, that we didn't get to see as he made his way to becoming, you know, a forensics guy and all of that stuff. Um, and who knows? Maybe, maybe that is what they're going to do. But, and Michael C. Hall right. is just going to be a part of it, kind of as like, uh, you know, just as that little connecting okay. piece to show you that, you know, this is still the same world. Uh, but no, very well, it might pick up where it ended. And if it does, it does. I hope that it is. I hope that it's good storytelling. That that's what I want. I love the character. I love the concept behind him. I just want to see it done right. And he needs a good, a good opposite. That is what drove the greatest seasons. Is when just like a, a, a superhero film, you know, when he had somebody on the other side that he was going up against that was just a, a top notch mm-hmm. villain. It made Dexter all the better. Gemini was the best one. John Lithgow, fucking stellar third season. I could watch that again and just be so excited to see that. But, yeah, it's a great one. All right. But, uh, yeah, okay, what's next, Dean? Uh, I have read on and off over the years, not his whole library of books, but uh, many different books that Dean Koontz has written. And uh, he has a recent novel uh, that has had some popularity behind it, from what I understand. I haven't read it. It's called Devoted. And uh, Tomorrow Studios has Hopelessly. acquired it and will be turning that into a TV series. Um, oh, hello? Yeah. Are you hearing me? Hi. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Sorry. what's going on? Um, I thought someone asked me. I'd like that. to talk uh, to you yeah, about so, your uh, car's he... extended warranty. <laughs> oh, uh, any, anytime you're ready. Uh, the, so if you're a fan of Dean Koontz uh, and you like the material that he writes about, uh, which, you know, blends its way through horror and the supernatural and suspense and all kinds of stuff. Uh, His devoted novel is going to become a TV series uh, through Tomorrow Studios, uh, who has adapted, I think uh, think it's called Hannah uh, for Amazon, uh, about that female assassin. Hmm. It was originally a Luke Besson movie, I believe. Yes, um, it was, yeah. Sarchi Ronan. So, yeah. 
Yes. So uh, no word on, on where, where that is going to air, but they're working on that right now. All right. Well, we'll be okay. devoted to checking that out. Anybody, well, here, I mean, here's a question. <laughs> we decided to get into, like, a whole, like, oh, okay. Um, anybody here a Cruise Reader? No. What did you say? I, I, he asked if any of us are Dean Cruise Readers. I just said I like I just said at the start of my okay. of my report here that Gene, uh, I have read a few books on and off throughout the year. Obviously, the question isn't isn't framed towards you because yes, I heard what you said. So essentially, it was framed towards Monkey and King. Obviously, the Monkey. Well, you should have said King, Monkey and King. You? you said, "Is anyone here? I am part of anyone." No. <laughs> sure, sure. The one that's the dean. So King, how about you? You yeah, should a dean Coons reader. Yeah, I've read a couple of his. I mean, I like the Odd Thomas series that he had for a while. I uh, didn't like the movie, but I like the book. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with him. I mean, I'm more of a King guy, you know that. But if, what about you, Monkey? Dean Koontz, yes no, or no? I've, I've never read a Dean Koontz book ever. 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 No, sorry. How Just dare, dare you, sir, to get around you to call it. yourself a reader? Uh, see, I had no idea he even did Odd Thomas. I've, you know, surprisingly, even to me, I've never read a Dean Koontz novel. Um, I didn't know he did Odd Thomas because my my question was going to be, you know, like you see all of these authors that end up having, you know, like you look at Stephen King, you know, uh, I don't know, just to throw out all the fucking names, like an R.L. Stein, you know, the goosebump shit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you look at Dean Koontz and his body of work and the amount of books. Like, I know from when I go to the bookstore, there's a whole shit ton of Dean Koontz books. But I'm always surprised that you don't see a lot of movies adapted, at least that have his name attached to them. Now, of course, that does mean, doesn't mean that there are movies being made, and I just don't know the Dean Koontz movies. You know, maybe they're just not putting his name on them. But I would assume they would, being that they want to attract his readers to watching the film. Again, similar to how you see Stephen King's name on it, where it attracts people just because it's Stephen King, you know, not necessarily his readers, but other people. Like, oh, it's Stephen King. He Did writes scary stories. The movie must be damn good. Which movie? Phantoms? I don't know. With Affleck? Phantoms. Phantoms. Oh, Phantoms. With Affleck. What a motherfucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's Dean Koontz. Yes, I do, I do remember seeing that. I see again. I had no idea that that was a Dean Koontz uh, book yeah. at all. Yeah. There's been a couple. I just there's that been was, a couple out of page, but That yeah. was a Ben Affleck uh, vehicle that that did okay. You were the bomb, the Phantom Joe. <laughs> but I was but yeah, yeah, and and I'm looking up stuff. His books. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking up stuff now, and it looks like a lot of the crap though that uh, the movies that came out and they're based off of Dean Koontz stuff are all really B grade like sci-fi horror movies. Like okay, so that was that was the other thing that I figured. Okay, Hallmark Channel, Lifetime. You know, when they want to do a like somewhat of a horror film, they'll just throw a couple women in instead. That type of deal. Yeah, okay. like, you know, sci-fi. Channel. My lover, my killer, that type of stuff. My I demon lover, my killer. <laughs> hey, well, that's a great movie, with Scott Channel. Valentine. You can't besmirch my demon lover. That's a great Scott Valentine movie. I like that one. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> All right, so Dean, what's next? What do you got? Uh, the Sci-Fi Network, uh, a story that I would imagine that the, the king of horror is up on. Uh, you know, they've been working on, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this uh, at some point ways back on the show, has been working on uh, a series, a, uh, a straight-to-series order, uh, 10 episodes uh, of Day of the Dead, 
which they say is inspired mm-hmm. uh, by George Romero. Uh, it is currently filming in Vancouver. Uh, apparently, uh, it follows the story of six strangers uh, in the first 24 hours of the outbreak and takes place like spread over a town, uh, not just in one location like the movie. Uh, but the uh, Romero's widow uh, says that this endeavor is neither sanctioned nor endorsed by the Romero estate. Wow. No, <laughs> Nor were the other ones. Because there's like four of those <laughs> movies, Day of the Dead. <laughs> None of them are really sanctioned by the Romero you know, uh, Foundation. So. Yeah, I should have talked to Zach. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. But they're still tagging Romero's name onto it? No, 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 no. It's just called Day of the Dead, and like their release is that it's inspired by it. They're not calling it George Romero's anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then they would have to fucking owe money. So that's why they're just like, Day of the Dead, that's the term that everybody can fucking use. So let's just call it that and say we're inspired by Romero. You know, that's (laughs) Dias de las Exactly. It's already a fucking thing. You don't even have to fucking <laughs> quote, you know, Romero on it. You can say, Day of the Dead. Try and fucking take it to court. Because it's not Romero's <laughs> Day of the Dead. It's our fucking Day of the Dead. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Steve Kostansky, of, uh, who directed The Void, is going to be directing a couple of those episodes. So I'm, I'm going to actually check it out because I'm a fan of uh, Steve Kostansky and uh, what he did with his uh, other acting gigs and directing gigs. He's a good guy. So looking forward to checking that out. I'm sure it won't be smirch uh, Romero in any way. It's its own thing. That's always a good thing. That shit-ass sequel they did to the Dawn of the Dead remake, or whatever they want to call it, the the Day of the Dead film that ended up having, uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Ving Rhames in it again as a completely different character. I mean, you don't get it. Yeah, I know. Well, there, yeah, there was that one, and then there was the other one that came out just uh, last year or so, 2018, I want to say, uh, Day of the Dead Bloodline. With Jonathan Sheck from uh, That Thing You Do with a bunch of other movies where he played Bub, where he was the zombie that got killed and got trained to do shit. So, yeah, they, they fucking made like three of those movies. Oh, but at least they went back to the whole Bub thing. I don't even think that was a part of the, the second one with Ving Rhames. If I well, yeah, yeah, put yeah. most of it out. Was it really? Wow, man. I really put so much of that film out of my out of my mind. I knew it had Mina No, Samari you're thinking of Day of the Dead, the... <laughs> Yeah, you're thinking of the Day of the Dead remake that came out in 2008. That had nothing to do with Bub. That was its own thing. Okay, but that's then they what I'm saying. That one had nothing to do with Bub in any way. Yes, yes Mina Savari and Bing Rhames. So, yeah, they did two of those because one just wasn't enough. They brought Mina Savari <laughs> back, though, in Bloodlines? Yeah, she had a cameo on that from what I remember. So then Bloodlines connects to Day of the Dead from 2008? Yeah, that's what they were trying to say when the movie first came out. Oh. That it was another one of the, yeah, that it was like a sequel to that one from some oh, last year. Like so like Ten years later, you get another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the one with Nick Cannon from fucking Wildin' Out. I think he was in that Bloodline mm-hmm. movie. Maybe he was in the other one. I don't remember, but yeah. Nick Cannon <laughs> yeah, from Wildin' Out. Jesus, everybody knows Nick Cannon these days from America's Got Talent. I just knew him as the guy that was banging fucking Ryan Cannon for a while. And then I saw Wildin' Out. Like, oh, okay, to her. That's pretty Banging sad. her for a while. He was yeah, married to yeah. man. He, he should yeah, be. Yeah, they're, out. they're not together anymore. I just thought no, he was they, scrambling they, her guts they, for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're married, dude. Are they still? Wow. Good for them. 
I don't know anything well, about it. He bought it for Christmas. He got. No, man. You know, she's like a snow has been here sometime. Hey, oh. <laughs> the, the old mustache move, man. The old mustache move. I always had that look on his face. Yeah, I'd be fucking happy to do that. Just a terrible person I was, man. Yeah. <laughs> like here. Imagine how cramped his hand is from all the high fives he gives. <laughs> Give you some size 12 roller skates. Here you go. And now I'm going to smell my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dean. So what's next? What do you got? Amazon has been jumping all over some established properties as of late. Uh, and what they have announced is that they are uh, they have ordered up, uh, have acquired the property and have ordered up, and I know what you did last summer series. Uh, huh. They say that this is going to be a young adult series. It's going to you know follow the same plot uh, as the film uh, for the most part. Uh, the book it's in actually. development and was that yeah, well it's done. <laughs> It was originally a book. What's that? Story, you know? No, I know, I know. It was originally a book, but there. No, I know. Originally, it was a book from like 1973 or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. Amazon's statement uh, reference doesn't reference the book. It references the the, the, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, they're in development. Uh, that they have no timetable for it debuting uh, on Prime, but uh, they're going to be pushing this into production and getting it up and cranking. Uh, you know, as they continue to capitalize on uh, a lot of established properties and two more that uh, they're capitalizing on, which are not really in our genre, but I just want to give quick honorable mention to uh, in just a in just a really a, like a few days time uh, on October 23rd uh, on Amazon Prime, you will get to see the sequel uh, to the Borat movie. Uh, Borat has a sequel coming out. Uh, unbelievably, nice. uh, was able to, to yeah. film his sequel in uh, complete <laughs> secrecy. Uh, no one had any idea that this was coming out. Uh, and then, boom, uh, there's, there's a Borat. Nobody cares about Borat anymore, but okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe so, maybe not. I mean, like, people still say nice all the time, but like, you know, well, just, uh, because apparently, we, uh, just because we quote Sasha Baron Cohen all the time <laughs> doesn't mean that he's like you know that he's he's on people's minds. You know, like I really thought oh, he was look, getting look, away. like I know he had not, that show on Showtime or whatever it was. This is America. But, uh, like I really thought he was getting away from the name of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's other show on Showtime. This is America or whatever it's called. Who is America? Um, who is America? Yeah, who is yeah. America? There you go. Who is America? You fucking happy? Who is America? Who? My point yes. was, Sasha, Let's be accurate Sasha here. Baron Cohen. Strive <laughs> for accuracy. He could actually. Yeah, I know, because we're all about the fucking quality here. Can't you? Can't you tell? Huh? No, but we're, we're about, about the, the Democratic and the Republican the quality, Party. Okay? We make shit up as we go along half the time. Leaves a lot to be desired. The quality is a lot to be desired, but the, the accuracy is of the utmost importance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, my point being is, is I've <laughs> seen him act in other films without doing these types of characters, you know, and he can actually perform very well. He's really a good actor, which surprised the shit out of me. Um, so I'm surprised to see him going back to the well. I guess the acting roles might have just dried up or, or, or whatever it is, or if he just wants a quick hit, maybe Amazon paid him a shit ton of money. I don't know. Either way, so yeah, he was, was there in that. What's he, the other thing? Yeah, yes, he was nice. fun as Sweeney Todd. 
<laughs> I I don't Great know. Uh, just to comment on that real quick, I don't know if this was created uh, for Amazon. Like, I don't know if this was something that he did and then was pitching uh, to to different ways to get it out there. I really don't know what the plan was. I don't know if this was like an Amazon acquired, an Amazon acquired and and produced production. Gotcha. The other, it might have been uh, something the other that was one, supposed to go which, theatrical, but because of the times, he went Amazon well, because they probably were the highest. That, that leads me to the next uh, statement that I'm going to make because I know uh, that Stated. this was on target for a summer summer 2021 release. Uh, Amazon has announced that on December, I think December 23rd was the date, uh, they are going to be debuting on Prime as the highest bidder, the Coming to America sequel. Uh, coming to with the number two America, uh, coming to America. Uh, Eddie Murphy has been working on, and um, he is. You know that was supposed to be that was targeted for next summer, like a summer release. Um, but that's going to come on to Prime December twenty third, uh, from what I have been reading. Which that's great. I mean, the the sooner that I have some fun stuff to look forward to, the better. Uh, but this was something, and who knows if the movie theaters are going to be safe to go to in the summer of 2021. Uh, the way things are trending right now, I'm saying probably not. Like, we're probably going to end up uh, in, in a lockdown again before anyone's going to the movies. But uh, oh, I, I was looking there forward not, to There might not to be movie theaters that. to go to anymore. <laughs> well, well, there's, that, there's that to consider. That to consider as well. But that's going to hit, that's going to hit Prime in December also. Uh, very much looking forward to that one, too. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I know. That I just hope they write it well. <laughs> yes, obviously. I've been looking forward to that yeah. as well. You know, it's, it's one of those where it's like, come on, it's coming to America. It's classic. Um, I'm going to go in with very tempered, almost low expectation and hope that it rises above anything that I'm going into it with. Um, you know, but, but yes. again, it'll be what it'll be. I uh, I never got to finish Dolomite. Uh, I was enjoying that so and I know that was, you know, oh, a big a uh, big coming back for 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 Eddie Murphy. Um I keep meaning to get back into that one. On Amazon Prime though, to continue with them, you know, like I know one of the things that I'm looking forward to diving into are these Blumhouse films. Um you know, I guess they're calling it The Blumhouse and they got four movies, The Lie, yeah. um something Oh like, yeah, I read about Evil that. Eye and like two other films. They they looked the, from the trailers, they look great. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking them out. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah they're going to be doing I think um, four more of those next year because they're calling it Welcome to the Blumhouse. So they're going to have like four original ones this year, and then another four next year. Um, you know, set so the debut on Amazon. So it's a fun thing. I mean, it's again Blumhouse is fucking killing it. Even in this fucking pandemic, they're releasing new shit. Like hey, listen, you can't get to the theater. Boom, got you covered. Amazon, new original horror movies. You can't say we don't make original horror movies. It's fucking do, but nobody watches them. <laughs> uh, you know, again, it's one of those where, like, in, in these particular films, I like the people involved with it. You know, Joey King, mm-hmm. you know, is a very a very good young actress, um, and she looks yeah. like she's, she's going to be performing very well in The Lie. Um, I think her name is Sydney Sweeney, Sweeney, whoever the girl is in... Uh, Evil Eye. I know her from that Euphoria show on HBO, which again I can't recommend oh, okay. any series higher than than Euphoria. That show on HBO was fucking phenomenal, and is definitely something that uh, that yeah I could, could recommend for just about anybody to watch. You know, as long as you're of age, because it does have some shitty 
some crazy serious shit matter uh, matter going on inside of it. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, before I remember you telling me a long time ago about recommending that show. I never got around it. I'm still making my way through the boys on Amazon Prime. So I'm like, I'm about to dive into that. Your dream has come true. You're going to dive into the boys. Totally going to dive into the boys. Face first. You know, but uh, yeah. no, I have to catch up on The Walking Dead. Uh, I've watched two episodes of their new series, The World Beyond, um, and we've retried oh. Fear the Walking Dead, in which we finished season one of that earlier today. Uh, you know, we've been watching that over the last couple of days. I really hope that series does get better, like people have said. You know, like, again, watching season one, all I just am reminded of is why we stopped watching it, because it really, the characters are fucking annoying. I can't stand the majority of them. I can't stand looking at most of them. Um, so, so yeah, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I definitely have to dive back in and uh, get caught back up on the boys, because I, actually, it's one of those where I started watching it, and never finished the first season. So I have to, to, to do that. I know we also watched Utopia, uh, which was another series on uh, Prime, which actually was really good. A lot of fun. Darker yeah, I gotta check that one out. material than expected. That was for shit sure. I was really excited. Like the way the series starts off, it seems like it's going to be light and fluffy. And then it takes a dramatic turn right away, and that fucking tone stays there for the rest of it. It was almost like a fucking, like a, a dark cloud fucking hovering over you while you watched it. Wow, that's, yeah. I mean, the trailers look pretty good. I mean, I, I love John Cusack. I'm a big fan of Rain Wilson, so I think I would really enjoy that. Now, I'm, you know, at the Monkey's uh, recommendation, I've been checking out The Boys, and I'm like five episodes into season one, and I really want to keep going, but then fucking work gets in the way, so... Because <laughs> I'm really interested. I mean, Simon Pegg with an English a- with an American accent is fucking wild. Like I didn't think I would ever <laughs> fucking see a movie with Simon Pegg in it where he's like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm this guy's father. That's very good. I'm gonna go watch TV." I'm like, "No, you're not. You're Sean. You're fucking. Where's your credit back? Where's fucking Nick Frost? <laughs> what are you Johnny. doing here? <laughs> he was in Gotti. Yeah, but the, no, no, he was saying Gotti. Gotti. Did anybody see that? Did anybody see that movie? Yeah, but he was funny well, in that one. So, I mean, he had that accent. So, I mean, but an American accent is just jarring to hear him talk with. <laughs> I don't remember how he spoke in Inheritance. I know that was a movie from like a couple months ago. And it was, oh, that's right. Yeah, I've been meaning to see that one. The big thing about that was it was such a super dramatic turn for him in that movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. That's where he's locked in the basement, right? Like he's like a son mm-hmm. of a, like a big rich guy, and they lock him in the basement. Yeah, and he got yeah. The meaning to check that yeah, one out. Physically, like, yeah, physically, he went through like a big transformation to perform for the role and everything too. So, and plus like, the boys had Carl Urban. So, can't beat that. Yeah, I remember seeing shows with that. And plus, like I said, the boys is Carl Urban, and I could watch him in fucking anything. So, to see him as Billy Butcher is fucking great. Seeing what you're doing with that character. <laughs> But, but, all right, Dean, uh, what else do you have for us, Hargis? Uh Cast members of the Scream 5 film uh, mm. that's due to hit our uh, senses on January 14th, 2022, uh, have said that the script, uh, the script is something to behold, that the script, it, it captures the same magic from the first film. Um, I believe in magic uh, when we see it. <laughs> uh, Kevin Williamson is executive producing and whatnot, but uh, 
you know, we know this property is happening. Again, I think some of you have seen Scream 4. I hadn't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Saw it in the theater. I, I don't know how I feel about a Scream 5 because uh, I haven't even seen a Scream 4. But uh, apparently it has the magic. It has the magic, they say. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucking watching. It's like, you know, it's a steaming hot jump of a fucking movie. Part <laughs> four fell for me. I was like, I paid fucking money to sit in a theater. Like, my ex-girlfriend at the time, she's like, this is so fun. Like, it's so great seeing these guys back. Like, this movie sucks. I was like, we're only 20 minutes into it. <laughs> like, I just don't get these characters anymore. <laughs> I'm over it. I was like, give me the original one, and I'm, I'm fine. Like, if they ended it with part one, I would have been happy. If they gave me part two, if they ended it with part two, I would have been happy. No, they fucking keep going. Like, part three is just, oof. I don't even know how anybody can finish that movie and fucking be like, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Scott Foley is the right. half brother. God damn it, Roman! Get the fuck out of my screen movie with Oh, uh, now you spoiled it for people. It's it's from fucking two thousand. People have seen Scream Three already. Plus, <laughs> like, twenty years old. I mean, Jesus Christ! You haven't seen Scream Three. What are you listening to our podcast for? <laughs> like, man, honey, I start from the bunkin this weekend. I can't wait to watch Scream Three. I've never seen it before. I wonder what happens. God damn it! The kids are ruined it. That's it. Bunkin. <laughs> You know what? What next, man? You gonna tell everybody that it's Jason's mother at the end of Friday the Thirteenth Part One? I mean, what's wrong with you, man? Oh my God, Wait, dude! What? Hey, listen, what? people haven't seen that movie yet. What did you just say? Shush! I said nothing. <laughs> what did you say, Ghoul? Oh man, he what hasn't seen say? it yet. See, look what you did. He just got oh, that box because he's never watched any. Uh, I'm such a cocksucker. He doesn't ruin. My bad, you know. Anyway. Yeah, no, Jason's in part one. You're fine. How could you do such a... <laughs> I know. Travis did. <laughs> you know what? Out of all the horror... You know what's funny is, right? Out of all the horror films, there's one film that I really never, ever, ever state what the ending of that film is. Just because on the off chance that nobody has ever seen Sleepaway Camp, I never, ever... ever oh, yeah, no, you can't... Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, that's the one. It's, yeah. You could ruin whatever else you want. Just not, not that one. <laughs> I have no problem spoiling. Yeah. Just, yeah. Again, I'm always against spoilers. But if you know, when you're looking at anywhere from a five-year period on, all bets are kind of off. Again, except for that movie. That one movie, I'm just like, nope. You know what? It's one of those that when you see it, it fucks you up. And have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it fucks you yeah. up like it fucked me up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would just, I would love to meet somebody who's never seen Sleepaway Camp and watch it with them all the way through. Just to get to that fucking last 10 second shot of that big we old hear, fucking We hear job. you, Dean. I'd like to talk yeah, to you about your car's extended warranty, Dean. <laughs> all right, no, I, I think I accidentally, I was shuffling around my notes and I think I leaned on the, the mute button on my keyboard, that's all. Um, so, oh, okay. uh, I just like heard every, all the sounds, sounds fade out. Uh, but shall we continue? With the program. Yes, of course. Uh, Universal has teamed up with Sentinent Entertainment and created a partnership uh, and have announced their plans to remake uh, the Nicole Kidman film The Others. Uh, At this time, they have no other details of this project, uh, but they are going to remake Nicole Kidman's. The no. There's no other Got details. 
There's no other details. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, I I don't know what the I really don't know what the overall feelings are about that film. I really like it a whole lot. Um, Me too. I yeah. know that it's one of those. I know that it's one of those that kind of followed in the footsteps of the Sixth Sense. Uh, you know, with a twist ending and all of this, but I I really enjoyed it, and I think it's like a very effective ghost story. Um, I don't know that I'm so interested in a remake, but like I like Nicole Kidman's The Others. I think it's a really good movie, a really well done film too. Mm-hmm. Well, plus yeah, The Others is a remake of another movie. <laughs> yes, it is. And look, and that was that was during that time too, where Nicole Kidman like got hot again. Um, you know, where she was, like, really at, like, that, that real good pinnacle where she was looking good. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know. Like BMX Bandits. Well, yeah, listen, that's why I first saw <laughs> wow. Nicole Kidman, man. I mean, that was, yeah, that was, like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I think I think BMX Bandits, I think Days of Thunder. Um, and then, yeah, I then the that. others, others, others comes into mind for it. Far and away. No, just kidding. I've never seen Far and Away. Um, nor, nor do I ever think I will. Yeah, you never saw to die for with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, where she was the the teacher that was banging a student so he could kill uh, Matt Dillon. Yeah. Her husband. Know. <laughs> you know what? Yes, yes, I have. She was foxy as shit well, in that movie. Uh-huh. Plus, don't forget Dead Calm, man. <laughs> yeah, Dead Calm well, is another no, one. You know, that was, yeah. that, you know what? Before BMX Bandits, that's actually the first film I ever saw her in. Um, so yes, you know what that is. That is a uh, a big favorite of mine. I caught that at a very impressionable age, and it was, you know, I don't know. For for me, that movie just works mm-hmm. very well. Yeah, and not Batman. Floating corpse that you see, it's Bush. All horny for Batman. Uh, how do you go wrong? You know, it's a fucking it's a dismembered torso, and what is the, what's the ghoul's fucking thought? Oh look, it's got pussy hair. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh, where's the, where's the mouse? Where's the mouse? Where's the mouse? My pussy ate it. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, we're not there yet. We're not. <laughs> we haven't broken into that side of the show yet. Ruining it was you the segue. Yeah. Well, we no, I was not. I'm not done. Ever. I'm not done. That was not a segue. The ah. is not done. I repeat, the D ah. is not done. <laughs> well, you ruined it. That was kind it of was a good segue. It, it, it wasn't kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean, and what else quiet. got? So, uh, <laughs> this holiday speak. season, this holiday season for the for the for the young loved one in your life, uh, there is going to be a children's book, a children's oh, book this holiday season, designed. oh wait, based based <laughs> on Gremlins. <laughs> Uh, coming out this holiday season. Uh, this children's book is going to be called Gremlins, 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, it will be available for pre-order on, or available to order on October 27th. Uh, it's going to be illustrated with uh, wonderful, like, child-directed uh, illustrations uh, and follow the story from the original film. And, uh, again, Gremlins, 12 Days of Christmas will be available October 27th for the holiday season for the young reader in your life. Yes, they child or, or child oriented artwork, which means the drawing sucks, and we didn't really put any effort into it. That's what that shit. Super <laughs> Well, though Dean has brought this up before, we knew that this was coming, and we also discussed on whether or not this was going to be that beginning push to get it into people's minds that the yes. new yep. Gremlins cartoon series and hopefully a subsequent film will be coming. Um, 
but this actually brings to mind for me a very deep and pressing question that, that came up oh. for me last week. And I, I presented it to a Is friend. Is Stevie really going to come out of retirement? But, but, but more, more, more as a joke. But, uh, but now I, I leave it to you guys to, to, to debate this, okay? If, if it is past midnight, right, mm-hmm. and you mouthfuck a mogwai and you come in its mouth, does that constitute feeding it after midnight and getting it wet at the same time? And as such, <laughs> what happens? Well, I think the wetness is giving it referred to water. I don't know if juice... Uh, or soda, or semen, you know, cow. They never get it wet. Right. So, does, get that, so does, that mean you did, does that mean you did a good job and you got it excited? So that's why yes. it's wet? <laughs> what if it's a squirter? You don't know. <laughs> oh, that's don't that's, know. that's girl know. gremlin. That, that's the next batch, yeah, you know you what know. I mean? Is she a squirter? Oh, and yeah. as such, oh, yeah. you know, does she, does she Adriana Chechik all over... Other gremlins to help them <laughs> multiply. Oh, she has to. Yeah, I mean it's got to be. One. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. I mean, like, if I'm just throat fucking a gremlin, I'm gonna be like, where in my life right now? Like, where am I in my life? Where this is where I am on a Friday night, just throat fucking shut up, Gizmo. Like, and then I'm gonna question if it's after midnight. And then I'm gonna be like, oh shit, I just gave it protein and it's wet, so now I'm fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, does does it bubble and pop from the inside? And is it only – see, that's my question. Is it wetness it's it's only on yeah. the outside yeah. of it? You know, so does the wetness mm. constitute on the inside? What if you spit on it? Like, what if you just get, like, you know, you, you're feeling real fucking dirty. You know, you're talking to your girl on, on your fucking rotary phone. This is the 80s. We're going to mm-hmm. go back in time. You're yeah. sitting there. You're talking to her. You're telling her, hey, baby, I want you to rub your pussy on the phone. And she does one of these. You know, and you're all hot and bothered. You're just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit on that thing, and you poo, and you end up hitting your fucking mogwai. Does he then start popping off fucking little, little mogwets? Yeah, it has to happen because it got wet. I mean, what if you're fucking cranking one out and you're getting real sweaty with it too, and your sweat drops on your fucking pet gizmo? Then you get fucking gremlins. Either way, I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think it's fucked. And and what they need to explore. And again, all of this, like I said, deep thoughts, deep thoughts, all of this really mm-hmm. made me think of what they need to explore next. If there ever is a third Gremlins film, what happens if you feed a Gremlin after midnight? You know, we know what a Mogwai becomes, but what does a Gremlin become? A super Gremlin? But that was covered in yeah. the first movie, man. They were sitting in the movie theater and the bar eating food and nothing was happening. Well, you don't know. They didn't show us. They just cut away. But he killed them all in one night. We don't know. They may not have given them enough time. They might have a longer gestation period because they're already in gremlin form. That's true. Uh, I don't know if they were eating all that popcorn after midnight when they were in that theater. could have been like 9 o'clock at night. Didn't that, it wasn't after midnight. No caps and just... jujubes and anything else. Right. Get their nom, nom. On. <laughs> I'm not Smoking yeah. cigarettes and drinking beer. Flashing nah, people. Nah. And they were having nah, a good nah, break nah, dancing. Nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's what happens after midnight, if you get a gremlin, you get the man monkey. That's what happens. And I want to say gremlin leader. fucking Ewok. That, that, would be <laughs> that would be fun. That's probably like a four hundred five seconds. Pay for that. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I hit play, and I'm spent. Fiona, Let me grab my towel. No. 
<laughs> and why is Yoda in the corner jacking off? I didn't know he could do that. He's in the corner crying, saying, forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me, you will. Han Solo's already done going to <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's all green and weird. Damn it, Yoda, you had to ruin it. We're having a good time. Oh, Mando. <laughs> I saw a monkey that you put out the uh, schedule for the Mandalorian so that we see how our yes, episodes will be delivered. Thank you much, sir. Thank you much. Yeah. Episode one drops on October 30th. Oh, okay. and speaking of dropping, speaking of dropping and not a pumpkin, just, just want to say... King, uh, October 16th, this Friday, the Nancy and Loomis 2-pack is supposed to be released by NECA. I can't wait. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Final coming out, the 2-pack. That's going to be a purchase. I can't wait. Pack of what? Up, but yeah. Is that what dreams are made of? Yeah. 2-pack <laughs> of action figures of Laurie Strode and Dr. Loomis from Halloween Part 2. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be purchasing that for my collection. And the Victor Crowley comes out in January, so I got that one to look forward to as well. So, hell yeah. Ooh. Great time to be alive for NECA. Now, these are made by that cheap candy company. <laughs> yeah. Is that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. NECA. Oh, but if it'll make you feel any better since you guys were literally just talking about it, October 12th, they released the seven inch um, <clears throat> figure of the, um, ul- no, of the ultimate Greta from Gremlins to the new batch. <laughs> oh. I was kind of hoping they were going to release Mary Hatchet action figure. Wait, the ultimate what? Greta, the female Gremlin from Gremlins to the new batch. Who the fuck? You didn't know she had a name? No. Is the credit named in the movie? <laughs> it's in the I don't credits. I don't watch credits. He was female gremlin. <laughs> I'm just telling you that's what it says. <laughs> and yeah, that that was released October 12th. <laughs> well, well, somebody somewhere has jack off material now. See me, I had the uh, I had the novelization of that movie. And I have mm-hmm. to say that, you know what, as the perverted little bastard that I am, you know, I did, did on happenstance, you know, because I had no other options available, enjoyed the sequence with Billy and that redheaded chick in the fucking restaurant. Because in the book, it kind of oh, yeah. got a little more detailed than what fucking happens in the movie with her and her foot. Really? Oh. Oh, spicy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not by much, don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, it was still a fucking Gremlins 2 novelization. But, you know, again, having the imagination that I have and you're putting it in front of me, you know, listen, you're talking to the same person here, okay, who figured out a way to get off reading a fucking novel about a plane crash in which people fucking were eating each other. It was not just the story of the soccer team. It was like another, like, based on a true story thing. And, yeah, I don't know, there was this one dude and this one chick, and she needed to get off because, you know, it was one of those, like, desperate fucking moments in life where I'm going to die, so finger bag me, please. And I'm like... Oh my god, I can't believe this is a story right now. It's so hard. <laughs> I can't stop coming. <laughs> oh, Laura. You, Laura. You, can't, you, you can't. You came all over my mom. 
Oh, Laura's got a cold sore now. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My roommate said, Dean, do you have anything? uh, Dean, do you have anything left before we get into the movie we're sending? Okay, go ahead. Yes, I do. Shudder, who we talk about so much because they're just killing it with all of their stuff, but uh, they have announced that November 19th is going to be the release date uh, for their Exorcist documentary, Leap of Faith. Uh, but from what I was reading, this is going to sound uh, more like um, more like a William Freak, Freakin' Stroke-Off than a true Exorcist documentary. Apparently, this is going to be a deep exploration of Freakin', uh, an exploration of his process, um, and how, uh, you know, how filming The Exorcist and the rest of his uh, filmography has, you know, shaped his life. So, uh, while it's mm. being called an Exorcist documentary... It sounds like it's more of a, like a character study of, of William Freakin', but we'll see. Uh, if that's interesting, interesting to you, uh, November nineteenth, it will be debuting on Shutter. I love that movie. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say I like it. I like Rob. I feel like the kid from fucking uh, Christmas Story. You know, I like Santa. <laughs> I like, I like Santa. And he bitches out as soon as he gets up to that top of that slide. So, <laughs> poor fucking kid. Take him right down the slide. All right. uh, Dean, is that it? I already have something else for our news. Uh, yeah. So, finally, apparently, uh, <laughs> during quarantine, some luminaries of the genre uh, were able to create a quarantine horror film uh, that's called Stay Home. It's a short film. It's 16 minutes, uh, but it stars Dee Wallace, Kane Hodder, uh, Scout Compton, Barbara Crampton, Daniel Harris, um, COVID quarantine. Uh, the big names of horror are stuck at home, uh, and somehow they're being uh, targeted by a killer, but none of them can leave their houses. So uh, who will survive the night? Uh, you will, if you have 16 minutes to spare... Uh, you can you can find out. I believe that this was a partnership with Bloody Disgusting. Uh, you know, it's available to stream there. Uh, it's also you know ready punch in you know stay home and uh, some of the names of those performers and it's it's streaming. You know, it's it's able to you know be seen all over the place for free. Uh, so if you're interested in a 16 minute short horror film uh, to, to see, then Stay Home uh, might be the thing just for you. What were you going to say? It's on our Facebook page, that 17-minute short, which actually is very funny. I watched it the other day. But it's funny that you bring up Danielle Harris because I think she's in this movie tonight, Blood Night, The Legend of Mary Hatcher from 2009, directed by Frank Sabatella. Uh, Dean, this is yours, so I'm going to let you kick this off so we can have a little bit of a discussion on this masterpiece of cinematic achievement. Yes. uh, Well, look, look at you speaking so highly of it. Uh, the the reason this ended up, I have a note. I have a note in the notes section of my phone that's a mile long with all the different films that perhaps will become talking terror picks someday. And uh, the reason that this particular film, uh, it's just a, a simple reason that this film became a pick. Uh, that's something that I just you popped onto my list. Uh, someone on uh, someone on our talking terror Instagram page, as I was scrolling, uh, had a short video from the film uh, that included like a, a piece of what I thought was like a pretty cool gore effect. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And I feel like, uh, you know, we haven't had many films that have uh, amped up the gore quotient that much uh, as of late. 
um, and I had my, my, my horrendous, embarrassing mistake last week with my announcement, and I grabbed for my notes, and I saw the title, Blood Knight, parentheses, uh, possible good gore, closed parentheses, and just picked that one off the cuff. Um, so that is how we landed on Blood Knight, The Legend of Mary Hatchet, um, with Bill Mosley and Danielle Harris. And, uh, and, and, and there you have it. That is the reason that we watched the film uh, this, this, uh, for this week's episode of Talking Terror. So what did you mm. think of it, man? I mean, I mean, what did I think of it? Uh, <laughs> the story was, you know, this the story was fucking silly. Um, the performances were pretty fucking terrible. Uh, there was some cool nudity. There was some decent core effects, and um, you know, like uh, that, that's about that's about that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, uh, Go, What'd you think about uh, Blood Knight, The Legend of Mary Hatchet? Oh, I mean, I guess, you know, to just kick the fucking same oh. shit that the, the Dean kind of just said, you know, it was very, very rote, you know, it's, uh, the problem is the film's too predictable. Like, here's a movie in which you have, you know, I'm not going to say a decent premise, I mean, it's a fucking premise that we've seen a thousand times over and over and over again. I just wish that they, uh, I wish that, <laughs> what's funny is they actually had a, nice size budget for this film I just wish they did a better job applying it towards the fucking movie that would have been great <laughs> because this is one of those films that I feel like with you know with, with the right person behind the camera with maybe a little bit of style and a little bit um, a little less of the indie feel that this movie ends up carrying you might have actually mm-hmm. had something along the lines of like a hatchet where it felt like that's like a perfect example. If Adam Green was making this movie, this would be a fantastic fucking gory, you know, 80s throwback. But because it's not Adam Green making it, it's done in a way that feels like a cheap independent film. Mm -hmm. Monkey, what'd you think about Blood Knight? The Legend of Mary Hatchet. All right. uh, Let's see here. I, um, yeah. Dean, I wouldn't have picked the fucking movie based on the name. I wouldn't have picked it because of the horrible, horrible cover that's on the thing. But I'm gonna be the lone the wolf. On the, the, I'm gonna be the lone wolf on this week's episode because I'm really glad you picked this movie, man. I had so much fucking fun watching. I knew this I could movie. count on you, monkey. I knew I could. <laughs> yeah, the monkey will always come in for you. When it's terrible, it, it, will it, always be there. Dude. No, I'm the. I, I know I'm the only one that's liking this movie this week. But I, I thought it was a great nod back to what we call the MTV generation of horror. You know, for like Scream, and I know what you did last summer. I thought it was nailing all the points. I especially want to pick the movie. You know, based on the fact that Jake goes crazy while she's having her period, so then she goes around and kills people. I wouldn't have fucking picked this, but I fucking loved it. I loved the feel of. Um, the mischief night, you know, it, the the local holiday, them going around doing all the crazy. Shit. I just had fun with it, man. Um, I really did. <laughs> okay, King. Well, I, I figured so you would. Something he, something told me that you would. <laughs> so you, you know thought that it sucked. You would. <laughs> no, it, 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 that's the thing. It's that it's not even that I thought it sucked. It's just I didn't really feel anything for it. I just it. I mean, the gore was great. Again, I thought that was great that uh, the gore brought up Adam Green. That's why I felt about the effects. I'm like, this is like perfect Adam Green hatchet territory. The the gore's great. Um, just that the story is pretty weak. But it's also, it's kind of like Frank Sabatella, the director. 
you know, it's it's his proverbial way of just jacking off all over fucking Fangoria magazine, being like, dude, I fucking like, I love the demons. Oh, fuck yeah, we're going to have fucking pranks. Oh, and I fucking love Friday 13th Part 4, so we're going to have a movie in there somewhere. And, oh, familial connection, fucking Halloween too. Like, that's like, that was him fucking writing the script for this fucking movie. It was just him fucking just homaging the fuck out of all these movies, and it just wasn't good. Like, it, it, at some point, it's like, okay, I'm watching, like, a weird teen, like, softcore porno movie, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, but we're going to dip back into this horror movie because we're 50 minutes in, and I forgot mm-hmm. we have to be killing people because we only have 24 <laughs> minutes left. So let's hop back in, you know, and, and start killing people. You know, 45 specials, you know, Ray from the Grave was in the, the soundtrack, which I love. You want a party from Return of the Living Dead. So, again, you know, him jacking all off, you know, for these. Uh, it's just, that's all I felt. Like, it was just a mess of a movie. Like, it's just, it, the acting was fucking atrocious. I mean, you're in Long Island, New York, and not a single person. It's like, hey, old baby, you know, let's go to the fucking graveyard and bang some chicks. Like, you know, no, they're like, what? hey, everybody, let's bring a Ouija board and pretend we're drunk and play with the Ouija board. Like, oh, man. Look at, you know, look on, on, on that note with the with the Ouija board, I was uh, I started to keep track and then uh, it kind of stopped happening. But uh, over the first part of this film, uh, there were uh, some continuous, I mean, obvious on the head, like not subtle or, oh, you did you figure it out? But uh, there oh, were yeah. some nods to some some classics, like one referring to the Ouija board as a witch board. Uh, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sweet, Witchboard. Yep. I love that movie. And then uh, they were singing yeah. the theme song to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which I love. Uh, and then also when they were all hanging in the, the kitchen, one of them said, here's to the swimming film. with bow-legged women. Uh, here's to swimming with bow-legged women from Jaws. And I was like, yep. oh, if they keep doing shit like that, that will be fun. But it kind of petered out after that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But the fucking Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, they, they fucking say Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Like, they fucking know what it is. I guarantee they don't know fucking Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But then you watch a fucking portal from the 70s. I'm not even watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I was like, what the fuck are you? Yeah, well, I think that's part of the joke. You know, the the joke is Mm. for for people like us, where we're like, oh, wow, you know, look at that. They're pulling out a classic, you know, cult classic type of film that's so bad that it's good. You know, it's the perfect food. It's the like for us, it's the perfect movie to watch when you're fucking high or drunk, you know, because it's just so damn silly. Um, As far as calling it the witch board and everything. If I remember right, that's Bill Mosley who brings that up and calls it that. I don't think that's any reference to the movie Witchboard in any way, shape, or form. Bill Mosley is actually a very educated person, and a witchboard or a spirit board are names for Ouija. Yeah. Ouija's actually a brand. Um, that's like a brand name. You know? so, so what they're actually called are spirit boards, or in some cases they were called witchboards. Being a Yale fucking graduate, again, he is... He is a yep. very, very intelligent guy. So something like that coming out of his mouth was probably like an ad lib type of thing that he just threw out there because that's kind of what Bill Mosley does. I wish there was more of him in this movie. Oh, you're fucking a Parker brother, bro. No, you're fucking Milton Bradley, bro. Yeah, okay. But I just, I love it when okay. Bill Mosley shows up as Graveyard Gus because he's just like, hey, hey. How you doing there, kids? I was just standing in the corner feeding off, and then I saw you in my cemetery. <laughs> you all drinking tonight? Like, I was like, I love fucking Bill Mosley. Like, he's just a fucking delight in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he now, looks like fucking Crazy Ralph at the end with his fucking vest and his fucking hat. I'm like, oh, there's another one. Friday 13th, 1980. And the Crazy Ralph outfit. <laughs> like, you know. But, I, yeah, just when he shows up as a Graveyard Gus and telling the story about the couple that got beheaded and there was a ghost in the back of the car and she took the baby, but they really didn't take the baby. 
you know, it's just it, it was just great that I could just listen to fucking his monologues all day long. Just because he could turn on a dime, and he's not playing a psychopath in this movie, but I just I love it when he goes crazy. And again, it's one of those where they're doing that like cheap indie flick type of deal, where we're gonna have. You know, we're going to start the movie with a super long flashback sequence to give you what the idea of the story is. But then this character mm-hmm. is going to come in and give you a flashback type of story. Like, instead of giving us the flashback story, they should just give it to you as part of the story. You know, like when you, when you think of Friday the 13th Part 6 as yeah. an example. Mm-hmm. You know, you got that guy and his girlfriend that are out there on the, you know, they come, they show up on the motorcycle. They're having dinner or whatever on the little fucking, like a little picnic in the middle of the night by the graveyard. Yeah. Yep. When uh, when the old Champagne, man gets killed, and, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like that. That's not like that. They could have done that. You know, flashbacks. Yeah. Would have been like when Jason did this that one time. But no, they gave it to you directly <laughs> yeah. in the film because they didn't need to give it to you as a flashback sequence. But what I will no. say is, yeah. more, like that original, like the the earlier part of the story, just just to give her a shout out, man, because that one nurse who helped deliver Mary Hatchett's baby, man, was so hot. Her name is like Giselle Rodriguez, man. It it was like, I saw her, she was the one on the right. I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, I had to actually look her up because she was that good looking. Yeah, yeah, because you get that whole, like, it's like at least 20 minutes, like, worth of of backstory in the beginning of Mary Hatchett, how she became from medic to to Mary Hatchett because she killed her parents. Yeah. And then she, she got pregnant by a security guard. It started the credits. Just, oh, no, not, not even yeah. just the check. Mm-hmm. Like, I paused it because I was like, oh, shit, I have to go get something. But it was literally after that entire sequence. So, yeah, it was a 15 to 16-minute introduction sequence in an hour but, and a yeah, half. yeah, you get all that, and you do get some good gore. Then you have the, the scene of her walking yeah. up to the cop car with the head. And, you know, yeah. put it down. She's got a head. Like, yeah. fucking shoot her. Like, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah. modern times. You know, we're there. But, you know, it's... Uh, look how much time that's they it gave for fucking Yeah, it's probably what happened. But then you just get that long drag where you're introduced to all these characters and I couldn't keep track of what their names were. I'd keep going back to IMDb to check on their names because they're just they're just one-dimensional characters. Really? You cared about what their names were? Because <laughs> I wanted to keep them separate. I like wanted to know who like, you know, each one of these were. Like I didn't want to be like, oh, random person here. I was like, okay, this guy's Chris. You had, like, guys the freshman and then you had the old. Like, that was really what it came yeah, out to. Yeah, and then but yeah, the freshman shows up, and I'm like, okay, are they in high school or are they in college? No, they gotta be in high school. But they all look like they're in their thirties, so it's kind of typical for a slasher film. You know, need that that for the nudity. Yeah, well, especially when that blonde is getting fucking railed by her boyfriend, like hardcore style. I'm like, yeah, yeah. she's definitely of age. Because he is just taking it to pound town and having every second second with it. Like you know. Well, I would hope so. We were also seeing her topless, man. This isn't fucking cuties. No, 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 no. It's definitely not cuties. But then, yeah, you also introduced Danielle Harris, who this was at the same time she was doing Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie sequel. And, and of course, she looks amazing, but at the same time, I'm like, get out of this movie, Danielle Harris. You can do better. As bad you as, don't need to be here. Listen, as bad as this movie is, it's still a far superior film to Halloween 2. <laughs> yes, it is. I will say that. Yeah, I will watch Mary Hatchet any day of the week as opposed to Halloween too. Yeah, that is very, very. I own true. it. You know, look, I had, yes, I had one or do. two options for this. I had one or two. No, not Halloween too. I do own that on. I own that on Blu-ray um, because whatever for whatever reason, digital rights went away and it's disappeared on my Xbox. I've, I've said that story a thousand times. That's um, not a bad time. But yeah. this, <laughs> this one. Uh, I had two options. I could either rent it for three ninety nine or buy it for five ninety nine. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to purchase Mary Hatchet 
rather than just rent mm. it because, you know, this is something that I could probably put on again just as background noise to go to bed to. Yeah, I can see that. It's, a, it's a definitely a good background uh, type of movie where you don't have to pay attention to it. You can just let it uh, while you sleep, like I did many times watching this. Um, but but you do have the, the fact of the matter is yeah. you have Danielle Harris running around in a schoolgirl outfit the entire Ooh, oh my God, yeah. movie. Which fuck yeah. <laughs> Not just that, dude. Shit. Not just that. The, the tall boots. The tall that, boots. The tall boots. That, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boots, the boots. That, that clack clack on the fucking yeah. floor. Oh, I loved it. That, yeah. Right there. That makes it worth the price of admission. You know, right there. Boom. <laughs> she looks phenomenal yeah. in this movie. She looks just great. Like, but the, I love the, the, you have the one fucking nerdy guy who's trying to hook up the, the, the black chick at the party. And then when he what finally has it happen. Chad, I don't remember. Her name? I, Why does she got to be the black chick? Because I couldn't remember her name. Remember her name, name. I don't remember any of these her fucking names. names. Like the fucking nerdy guy. And the you were the Jen. one name that you went to IMD to be to find the names. You always know the names. I could always count on you for the names. Her, her name was Jen. Jen. All right. And it she was, was the one with the one chick, the chick's and, friend. And, you have to identify her by her color, man. What's up? No. Okay. And we're going to talk Okay. And we're going to talk about Jen, and we're going to talk about that fat booty, and we're going to talk about them bright pink boy shorts. Because yeah, of course you like her. Yeah, because you like that, that hot shit. chocolate monkey. You were all excited about that. I knew you were. Man, I was like that's when, when that shit happened, I was like, yeah, I was like, live, <laughs> live your best life, boy. Yeah, you hit that shit. I'm a thong guy. But he didn't I'm take that thong. She's spooning him afterwards, so you know he didn't do it. <laughs> Even though when I, the yeah. Foley artist was having a great time when she was going down on him because I had headphones on when I was watching this movie and it fucking sounded like somebody <laughs> chugging a fucking two liter bottle of soda. Like, I was like, what is that sound? I'm like, oh, my God, that's the sound that they use from the blowjob. This, like, gulping sound, like somebody's Bull. chugging a soda. Yeah. It was like listening to Goofy I, laughing in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but the fact they gave it a sound, all right, okay, means, okay, she knew what she was fucking doing. He was fucking losing his fucking mind with his little princess pillow over his head. I don't care. I, I was right there with him, man. I was like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you do what you need to do, kid. And when my cousin got out of afterwards. prison. Oh, I loved it. When my cousin got out of prison the one time, right? Me and him, we got together. He was, we were hanging out. And I was like, oh, listen, Lou, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to get you, a, get, get you a hooker. So that this way, you know, you can get some fucking, some, some of your, your pent-up energy out. You've been in for fucking however many years you've been in. And he's like, oh, yeah, fucking awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, this is back during our uh, our lunch breaks where we would take him at the Days Inn in Asbury or Tom's River and that kind of deal. So anyway, so, so his whole big point was, man, you know, we got to get this specific type of chick. Because, dude, he goes, I'm going to tell you right now, they, they, dude, you'll never, you'll never have your dick suck like this ever again. They're like fucking animals, Keith. They, they, they hoover you down. They hoover you down. They're like, <laughs> like vacuum cleaners, you know. So me being the, uh, the wonderful person that I am, you know, was going to allow him to go first, being that, you know, again, he needed it more than I did at the time. Yeah. Except here was the problem. Being that I was the one paying, I had to go, you know, to the to the door with the person and everything and deal with it, which she would not allow me to leave just in the case that I could possibly be a police officer. So now I so 
her initial question was, well, I'm going to charge you extra if you're going to sit in the corner, at which I was like, yeah, that ain't fucking happening, thank you. So instead, what did I get to do? I got to sit in the bathroom, okay, while my cousin did his business with this chick. And then, you know, and then I got sloppy seconds on this one, and, uh, and yeah, I wasn't impressed. I'll be honest with you. She wasn't, she wasn't anything great. She definitely didn't make sound effects like that. No, no. This, but, but Jen did, and that's why, you know, she rocked that little white boy's ass until he had to climb back in the bed with her afterwards because there's spooky shit going on outside. People are starting to get taken out of this party. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank fucking God because when the fuck was this gore going to happen? Like, you know, at least when the couple was having sex in bed and the one guy gets fucking obliterated with the scissors to the head, I was like, okay, we're having fun. A bit of the blood stuff, you know, we're getting into it. And then they just fucking start just throwing bodies at us. And I was like, yeah, because there's 20 minutes left. <laughs> so, like, we got to fucking, yeah, let's wrap this story up, people. <laughs> because we have to get to the point. Because, like, the two people outside, they can't get into the party. They take the air out of the tires. And they're like, that's going to be our fucking prank. Fuck them. Like, you know, because they won't let us in their party. And then you have the, the weird Tyler O'Bean fucking lookalike in this movie. I can't remember his name, if it was Eric or whatever. But he reminded me of Tyler O'Bean with his fucking snow hat on. And he's getting drunk and seeing Alyssa, played by Daniel Harris, in the bathroom. He's like, hey, don't worry, babe. See you downstairs. Tyler cool. Levine. From... That's who he reminded me of, that guy. He reminded me of, like, a young Tyler Levine. Like, with his snow hat and his scarf, you know, which was an obvious nod to Happy uh, Birthday to Me, which, you know, mm-hmm. was a flash from the 80s. But it was another one, which I got, which is fun. But, yeah, <laughs> just when shit goes down. And these people start finding these fucking bodies over the house. I love the fact that the one guy fucking has to repeat over and over again, shit, he's dead. Shit, that guy and that girl is dead. We need to get to the car. Like, it was just really bad ADR work where like, you could tell he wasn't saying anything, but yet you could hear him say, but they're dead. We need to go. Both of them are dead. <laughs> just, well, this, yeah. this is a nod probably to all of your Giallo films, you know what I mean? Since this is so filled with, uh, with references and nods to everything. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably them filming it in other people's languages and then just dubbing whatever they have to over it. <laughs> I, and, I mean, you and, know, I would believe that. And that was the role of Alex, played by Nate Dushku, <laughs> brother of Eliza Dushku. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. I, I, I did not like him in this movie. He was just so fucking vanilla, just boring as hell. And it's like, you know, he's supposed to be our hero of this movie, and I was just not feeling it, man. Not, not at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, go. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Man. I was letting you go. Why? I was letting I you go. Let go. Yeah, no, because I, I, I had to stop. Was not doing it for me at all. Um, I was actually hoping, hoping that it would be the, uh, the freshman kid that would kind of be our hero character. Who I kind of don't even mm-hmm. remember his name. To be, be honest with you, Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, the yeah. he scored with Jen. Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Um, but I've hmm. seen him in something hmm. else, and I can't think of what it is. So. I, yeah, he look, he has one of those faces where I've probably seen something else that he's been in. You know, just, you know, just I'm looking at it on IMDb right he, now, he, and I've never fucking seen anything with this kid. So, yep. He's only been in three things. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one well, of those faces. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, luckily, we have uh, Graveyard Gus that's going to take him over to the King Psychiatric Hospital to 
Mel the, the baby and Mary hatch it once and for all. But, of course, Jen's like, oh. well, I'm not going because he's a fucking creep. Well, get in the fucking truck. No. Get in the truck. No. no. Well, you okay, can fucking but, stay okay. here. Okay. Let's get in the fucking but, okay, truck, but dude. On the, like, but on the flip side, she's showing sense here because she goes, okay, all this crazy shit's going on, and then he just shows up. What if she's with Yeah, the then I would have left. I would have been like, suck it. Here, again, I'm leaving. Gotham gave our guts his innocence. He just wants to fucking drive around and get drunk. That's all he wants to do. I mean, it's just <laughs> he, just to, yeah. he just wants to drink and drive. <laughs> Leave him alone. Come on. There's nothing wrong with that. that. He's, he's not that, hitting anybody. He's, he's not hurting anybody. <laughs> right. He's got that grandma's fucking hooch. Like, you know, that's just not good for anybody else. But when they <laughs> escape the King's Park and they discover that the body is not in the casket, it's like, oh, shit. So let's go fucking investigate some files. While you two wait outside, just give us a call if anybody's coming. Like, it's some fucking sign. <laughs> some guard's coming, and we need to get out of here because we're going to go fucking look at files. Ah, uh, yes, the intense file sequence. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, looking yeah. at Mary Hatch's background. <laughs> nope, that's not it's it. It's important. Nope, that's not it. Because you have to have the Halloween 2 twist. But Dr. Loomis, there was a sealed file you didn't know about. Michael Myers is. Lori Strode's brother. Dear God, he's so evil. Yeah, Mary Hatchet, it's like, yeah, that chick that she gave birth to, it's not actually dead like the doctor stole her. It's actually Alyssa. Have fun. Wait, what? How's that oh, fucking possible? Yeah. Oh, no. She, she got her Which, period a whole bunch and then just went fucking crazy and killed people. Which, of course, is like that, that again, like I said, like this had better writing. Like, I'm sorry. But, one... You hired Daniel Harris to be in your movie. You know, if Bill Mosley isn't the villain, it's going to be Danielle Harris because she's the fucking <laughs> highest paid person in your film. Two. Yeah. Who do you think got paid more, Harris or Mosley? Harris. Mosley. Um, nah. Yeah, you think Mosley? Yeah, maybe Mosley. Yeah, Mosley had less screen Mosley time. Mosley has though. more of a background. Um, He's got a steeper history. Uh, yeah, this is true. Um... Yeah, maybe they got paid equally. Who knows? Uh, but but regardless, every time murders are going on, Harris is nowhere to be seen at any point. You know, it's not like she was in right. a room when somebody was getting killed. They <laughs> purposefully make her disappear every time. Like, this is just one of those films where it's like I'm sitting there the whole time. Like, I was hoping they'd surprise me, hoping that they would be like, oh, Jen, is it that your last name or something to that effect? You know where it was like it like came out of left so field, you know? But <laughs> yeah. no, no, of course not. It's like as obvious. And again, though, you know, look, I, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to end up watching this again on mute because once we get Alyssa in the hospital, going buck wild, running around in a schoolgirl outfit, fucking people up. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm all for it. She's too hot. To <laughs> oh, it was great. It was fucking beautiful. Like, when the one guy outside of the truck with his girlfriend, when he gets his fucking head smashed off, I was like, okay, that's fucking great. Yep. I love the effect. Very cool to see. What I didn't like was the unspooling of the one girl's fucking intestines out of her back. This guy saw Friday 13th great. Part 4. No, he saw Friday 13th Part 4, and he saw that girl in the raft, and he's like, do that. Fucking look both shocked and worried at the same time and go, fucking as loud as you can as your fucking guts are being unspooled. I just didn't like the effect because it just looked too fake. Like, it's way too fake for this mm-hmm. fucking movie that had otherwise impressed me with their... <laughs> this one was just that like, wow. 
yeah, that particular scene I didn't like just because it also looked like it was filmed completely different than everything else in the movie. Yeah. It, like, looked mm-hmm. like it was filmed with like it was uh, a less... Yeah, it was filmed with lesser... Like, yeah, I thought the quality looked lower. The the light was way brighter than everything else in the movie. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it's, yeah you, you nailed it, King. <laughs> it looked like something of, you know, a test shot for special effects, not the finished product. Well, again, this is a $3 million budget. You know, as far as what it says on Wikipedia, yeah. they have three million. So, <laughs> you know, uh, where I'm hoping that the majority of it went towards the special effects because that's what looks great. But I'm sure a lot of it also went towards Harris and Mosley. Yeah, you know, and it's it just it's it just otherwise the effects are great. Just this particular one, with with the the garden rake spooling, you know, the intestines like spaghetti on a fork. It could have worked a lot better, but it just it didn't. Just it just you could see that they weren't attached to anything when she was writhing on the ground. I was like, eh, it's the best we got. Okay. I mean, I thought the effect of Jen getting her hand broken when she's trying to save Gibbs from being dragged away worked a lot better. Oh, that because was Because awesome. it was dark lighting, <laughs> and it was it, this dark lighting and a simple effect made it really work. That actually, though, right there leads to what is probably, besides the fact I'm watching Danielle Harris run around in a schoolgirl outfit, my favorite scene in the movie. Because when he gets dragged off, and she's just sitting there, and then you could just see somebody takes a bucket of blood, and it just spreads all over her. Holy (laughs) shit. Like, I was on the floor holding my stomach laughing type of like situation at that. Because it was like, it was one of those, I rewound it because it was like, holy fuck, that was great. Because it was a total Adam Green moment. Like, this is what Adam Green would do for Hatchet, where he would just spray people with fucking blood for no fucking reason. Like, he's just splashing with it. And it worked. It was funny. Like, it's, uh, that, to that, I didn't agree. But, yeah, seeing little Daniel Harris looking smoking out as a schoolgirl carrying this fucking pickaxe, I was like, why is it in a hatchet? It's so little, like, man. Don't you think so that you'd want to, like, live up to the family name and fucking carry a hatchet around? It looks a lot smaller, probably a lot easier to carry around than that hefty fucking pickaxe. But they never go back to the hatchet uh, thing. Just, you, know, you know, I think it would be sexy for Earl to hold yeah. a hatchet. Like, you know, I don't know. That's, that's me. My weapon, right? Like, you know, just the pickaxe. Fucking legs big. look so good in that skirt, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, when she killed <laughs> yep. the... When she killed well, the one dude who still had Eric, when she buried that fucking pickaxe in his fucking crotch. I was like, damn. Like, what did that guy over do? Over and that? over again. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. And he was I, the one that was, and he was the one that was checking in on you because he thought you were throwing up. <laughs> yeah, he was caring for her. Like, well, no, he was not. Right Listen, man, he was checking in on her because he was figuring he was getting in her pants, man. You know. Then he still went for I it. I won't deny it. I, I've been that guy. You know, I've been there before, man. I remember ha- hooking up with this specific chick, this chick Dana, one time, man. She. And she was busy hooking up with my buddy earlier. Uh, the, like, uh, I know we, we we shouldn't necessarily talk about uh, specifics, but does the last name start with an F? An F, yes. Um, yeah. uh, okay, last letter was a, was a G. Last okay. letter was a G? No, no, it wasn't. It was a uh, an N. Okay, okay. I got gotcha, you. So, I got gotcha. you. Ghoul, what were you saying? That concludes the dating game. So anyway, yeah. So, it's also so, kind of weird to watch a movie where Bill Mosley's running away from little Daniel Harris holding a fucking pickaxe. Because it's like, dude, you're fucking Otis. Like, you handle that bitch. Like, just be like, oh, you want some bitch? <laughs> I'll show you what I got, bitch. <laughs> like, you know, be fucking I Bill Mosley. Like, Don't be running away. 
I feel like Harris's beating of the guy's crotch had everything to do with like her pent up angst and anger at all the fucking mm. fanboys that like line up and like probably you know whatever. I know she like I know people who've had marvelous experiences with Danielle Harris live. I've met her. Yeah. all that great. great. She uh, she seemed kind of in a bad mood that day. So, but she also had a puss the yeah, entire I will, time I she will was say, there at the con. May, maybe she when was on the rack that her, day. When I came to New Jersey and went to the con with the ghoul, uh, her station was not far from where we were set up. Um, didn't really like interact with her there, but when uh, when I left the con and went to the airport uh, at Newark, like flights, you know, both Alaska and uh, United flying to California usually sometimes fly out of the same gate. Uh, I was at the airport getting ready to leave. I had like about an hour to kill. Um, I was walking around the gate and like turned a corner and we like almost walked like smack right into each other. Um, we're like, we were both like, Oh, Ooh. excuse me. You know, like we literally almost collided. <laughs> and, um, and then you guys have a romantic moment. Been talking while. No, right? no, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. at all, but I, I unfortunately, but, uh, you know, I just like, Oh, <laughs> you were at, you were at the con. I'm like, I'm at the con too. And I was, she was like, yeah. And like, you know, we had like just a quick chat, you know, and I was like, you know, my buddies had a table, you know, they have a table set up selling jewelry. We were not far from where you were at. I hope you had a good con, con and I hope you did too. And she's like, I'm heading back to LA. I'm heading back to San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. But we had, like a, you know, totally like personable chat, you know, it was like completely like, innocuous. It was, you know, but you know, she was like, fine. I could, I can see how, uh, you know, sometimes she, she might, different ways she might come off like at conventions, especially with who she is and like how guys are probably drooling all over her all day. Did you hey, share Do you like pizza? With I like pizza. Oh, you're so nice. Let's go over here and talk. You, you, I like Santa. You, you want to go to the airport and do a you want to go to the bathroom and do a quick blunkin before a flight? Well, you know, I was going to turn like, you down, you but see, you were so did nice. Did you ever see the first episode of Six Feet Under? <laughs> Personally, yeah, I don't remember. No, I'm sure it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't, cool, cool. I don't do you, you know what I'm talking about? Cool. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, good on that. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I met Daniel Harris back in 2005, and this was before she was in Rob Zombie's Halloween, before she had a resurgence of her career. So, yeah, she was like, "Hey, man, like you know, it's cool. Like there was hardly anybody talking to her." So I was like, "It was great to, to meet her back then." And, yeah, of course, me, my fucking giant ass in the fucking photo where she's like three feet tall. I'm just towering over her. It's just an embarrassing photo, but I, I do have it. I get a friend that one these days. But, yeah, and Tom Savini, too, another guy. Fucking sweetheart to meet. Then fucking ghoul meets him. He's like, yeah, whatever. Your fucking questions are stupid. Moving on. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Tom Savini today? <laughs> I was like, he's always been nice. Not that day. <laughs> but, yeah, with, with these people being taken out, uh, we have to get to the fight between Alex and Alyssa. The final showdown, if you will. Because <laughs> they will do battle. And I just like yeah. the fact that it's Alex rocking Daniel Harris in the face with a bunch of fucking punches until he fucking chokes him. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 this fucking movie took a turn. <laughs> you want some bitch? Come get some. Like, whoa. All right. Then you have the sister in the background going, stop it. Stop fighting. <laughs> nope. He's ending this shit. He is closing this book, yeah. and he is going to fucking end the list of once and for all. Yeah, and it threw me off that they actually did this for the ending of the character that they went through and just gave it a quick, simple death. No, you know, ah, 
ah, or poof, or explosion, or anything. Just you know, just choke, just choke a bitch. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's where I'm watching and I'm waiting for Laney to then join in and be that she was with Alyssa this whole time. Because remember, they were roommates. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It would have been a nice twist. Oh, it turned out that, you know, they were twins. Or it turned out that, you know what, she revealed all this stuff to her and Lainey hates all the male chauvinism and all that stuff. Like, that's... The movie feels like, at times, like, again, if we were to take this, like we said before, if Adam Green directed this, this would be done this way. If this was a Saskia sister movie or a Triscuit Risk movie or something like that, this would be like a, a, a female statement. And the, the yeah. guys being the chauvinistic type pigs that they were, which get hinted at in this film, it's only hinted because it's a male director. Whereas a female director, I believe, would have really pushed that. And you would have seen that the guys are just really that kind of like just shitty and trashy. And when you look back at this movie, they kind of are. Like I said, the one dude, oh, yeah. you know, your Tyler Labine guy up at the fucking bath. Yeah, he's looking out for her best interest. Give me a break. He wanted to shove his dick down her throat. Um, regardless of whether it was a puke <laughs> or a fucking period, it didn't make a difference to him. Um, oh, they were yeah, like so like that. having some was, kind of like yeah. twist ending would have been kind of cool. Some kind of something. But yeah, like I said, it was weird. It was like they just kind of choked to the death and, and that was that. It's like he didn't know like what he wanted to do for the ending. Like he just he couldn't stick the landing, and he's like, "Well, we'll fucking have them fight, and then he'll choke her to death, and that's how we'll have our our victory for our two heroes." I would have much rather preferred that twist, like you had said, because it's such a male chauvinist kind of thing throughout the movie that we we didn't even really touch a lot upon, like the the, the mini orgy sequence and you know, the watching the fucking movie and breaks. And then the girls have to fucking strip and talk about their underwear. Like, it's like two 12-year-old boys running a fucking horror strip going, I want to see boobies. And I want to see butt cheeks. What if we did the same thing in this movie? What if we showed both butt cheeks and titties? This was also high school parties, though. That was the thing, you know. So I don't want to fault it too bad because it's, you know, on the one side, yes, we're watching it in a movie. But two... Is it being somewhat authentic to a degree? You know, I, I remember plenty of high school parties in which, or at least, you know, small gathering parties like this, in which, you know, shit would get hot and heavy, man. I remember 69 yeah. and a chick, and my one buddy was right in the fucking bed next to me, you know? He, like, looked over, there's my fucking ass, like, hanging in his face. So I heard, <laughs> I heard all I heard about for, like, the next week, you know? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I... You're right about that. I mean, I've been to a couple of parties with a bunch of goths and punks, and we really fucking turned it on too. But just, it just seemed too childish in this movie. Like, there's something maybe just because I'm older and I'm looking at it from that perspective, but it just came off as childish, like kind of immature, you know, where it's like, oh, do you like boy shorts better or thongs? I don't know. Maybe I still I want to go to these parties. That's, that's our difference <laughs> yeah. right there. I still want Hell to yeah. be at these yeah. parties. Man. Yeah, you know, so I want to be in no, that debate because I think I could give you a lot of lot of scientific pointers as to the benefits of the thong versus those boy shorts. Yeah, I mean, I hate people so much now that I would never last at that party. I would just get so fucking annoyed and be like, "Listen, can you have your period already and start killing these people? Like, I need to get out of here. Like, I'm just like they're fucking talking about." butt cheeks now and fucking boy shorts versus yeah, I, I don't care. I, I saw that I saw that annoyed look on your face in the party scene in pretty pretty fine things or pretty young whatever that thing is called. Pretty young things. 
they didn't even get the best parts. Like there was a part well, where the, fucking uh, Ghoul and I were taking turns fucking that fucking stuff, fucking uh, moose that they had. They didn't include that. And I was like, damn it, that's so fucking cool to see. <laughs> There were cuts of that in which they're like close ups of us having like deep discussions about like porn and stuff like that with a porn star. Like at the same like it's Mm -hmm. just all all going on, but I mean I guess stuff that ended up on the on the floor. The king was upset though because it's the young girls talking about their underwear. All right. See, if you would sit there and put them like at a senior center where there's a bunch of old ladies playing pinochle and they're talking about their garter belts and shit like that and the control top pantyhose, the king would have been all over that. Yes. They could have told me about what it was like in the 40s when they gave Charlie Chaplin fucking blowjobs. And he's like, fucking nice. Like, you know, he that's what I'm fucking here. Who was there about my STD from the silent film era? <laughs> Should have worn a condom. <laughs> yeah, like I want to hear those stories. I don't want to hear about fucking taught eighteen-year-olds going. Do you like boobies or butts? Like, no, I. You I don't were like a dirty old whore. What do you mean, were? He gives us a fucking high five. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's fucking, I got to watch Grandma's Boy again. Yeah, I'm gonna so in essence, <laughs> one thing it. that, you know, I have to give Danielle Harris a lot of credit for. And you know what? Because I saw it in, in Halloween, and I see it again here. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. can die really well on screen. Or at yes, least she can. One hell of a fucking beating. Her sequence in Rob Zombie's Halloween, when she's getting fucked up, is one of, like, the most horrific things to watch. Like, you know, because, again, being that I'm coming first one? seeing her as, as Jamie in four and five. So like watching her now get fucked up by Michael Myers in the first Rob Zombie's Halloween is like one of those like sequences where it's like, no, don't do that to her. Why are you doing that? Michael, you son of a bitch. That's your niece. Um, you know, because she just plays it off so well. And here again, you know, yeah. watching her like between the, the fight sequences and then getting choked out, you know, she, she does it, does it real well. I love a good choke she- sequence. So, Fantastic job. And yeah. They really, I mean, in part two, I was expecting worse for, for uh, Annie. And no, he mm-hmm. fucking cut away and he did a couple quick shots, quick jump shots to her being killed by Michael. And I was like, you fucked us, man. Like, dude, you did all in part one. Like, you're going to, like, she got didn't fucked Didn't want to make that two, movie. You don't get to see it. Uh, didn't want to no. make that movie. I don't know. The smart thing to have done with that film would have had, you know, had Lori be the killer the entire time. You know, not not Mike. Yeah, is what it would have made a lot more sense. And the fact that at the end of that movie, Rob Zombie says that she's dead, and she's not actually in the psychiatric hospital. Like, fuck you, Rob. Like, dude, can't you just fucking lock her up? Why does she have to be dead too? And I know Loomis got killed. I know Michael got killed. But yeah, fuck it. Like, it's just I hate that movie. <laughs> but yeah, she can die really well. But we also have to have our our cut at the end of our two heroes fucking going, wow. It's almost daytime, and it is over. We have survived the night of Mary Hatchet. But no, he gets his fucking head chopped off. Like, nice Adam Green fucking style head chop off with the blood Oops. spurt out of the neck. And it's the Mary Hatchet. She's naked. And... Yeah, <laughs> but she's here, and that's the ghost killing uh, this girl now, because it's Mary Hatchet, and she was here the entire time. Like, okay, you know, I kind of wish that she had done yeah. more, but eh. Oh, yeah, but no. okay, but on the flip side, I also like that they didn't leave a final girl. I like that they actually wiped everyone out and didn't leave anybody standing. 
Yeah, but you don't know, because they did the whole Evil Dead thing with the ending, where you see Mary Hatchet, and the girl screams, and then they cut the credits. So she could still be alive. You know, she could have survived that. I mean, luckily, we'll never find out, because I don't think there's ever going to be a Blood Knight Part 2. I mean, at least I don't see it happening now. I mean, it's been, what, 11 years since that movie came out? So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like, 20, 25? I don't remember. After the resurgence of views that are going to happen after people listen to this, this episode, you know, that people are going to flock to whatever, whatever devices that they watch things on. They're all going to watch this movie now, and then we're going to get a sequel next year. But as long as we can get cameos, yeah, let us be in the no, party sequence, but, Frank Sabatella. <laughs> At least no, me, because of, Monkey, and because of, what, because of what we said, man because can, of what go. we said. <laughs> because of what we said, the sequel is going to be directed by Adam Green. See, watch watch how that works. <laughs> he wouldn't do somebody else's material. Adam Green's not like that. Don't you dare say that about Adam Green. He's a national Ooh. treasure for the horror community. Oh, he would never bitch. do somebody else's material. Damn, monkey! He put you He's in got, place. He's going to slap you. Man, yes. I mean, all right, you know how much I love Adam Green. You're gonna you're all right, fine. You're, you're, okay, see if I bring you your pen for Friday night, then, bitch. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, see if I invite you over for the reach around. No, no, thank you. Not this week. No plumpkin yeah, for you. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, I don't know if, if that's what happened. If somebody was like, hey, you hear talking, Terry? They're talking about Mary Hatchet. Frank said to tell us, like, who? Somebody, what? Somebody actually watched it? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Like everybody, everybody's totally stoked on Blood Knight right now. They're stoked on me. They're stoked on my movie. I think I need to get another three million and make a sequel. Thank you, Talking Terry. Thank no you. problem. Thank you, Ghoul. I made 50 cents off your purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that check. Yeah, I'm just going to be sitting up on my mailbox. Just counting the days till I get that 50 cent check. Yeah, but yeah, that pretty much wraps but up. But we're gonna be waiting a long time. Blood for that, I'm sure. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, the, that's the re- that's the movie. That's the reaction. Yep. And what night? <laughs> the way I felt when I finished that movie. That's it. So, uh, all right. So next week it is your pick, uh, Monkey. Uh, what do you have for us? What night? The pick. Uh, King of Horrors pick. Uh, no, no, we're, we're switching, switching it up. Switching. I want to do Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, we're, why do we're you switching. get to do Halloween? So, because you can anyway, we'll see what it is. At, okay, anyway, we're running out, we, we are running out of time. So anyway, okay. my pick is next week. Since my last pick didn't work out so well and didn't freak the fuck out of me, I'm gonna sit there and instead try what I was originally gonna go with, and let's go with the Human Centipede. My first viewing of this film. Hopefully, it will scare the shit out of me. <laughs> They won't. No. I'm just letting you know ahead of time now. <laughs> Why do you have to put these kinds of thoughts in his head if he hasn't seen the movie already? Because he already knows. Because he was just like, yeah, you know? I'm thinking about him. Because he said that he wanted to do something stronger, so he picked that spin in your grave, and he's like, man, whatever. That movie wasn't done right. So I was like, yeah, you're probably not going to dig on human maybe, too much, but we'll see. Maybe Adam Green's going to break a hard enough. <laughs> no, he was laser. <laughs> yeah, but we're switching. So sorry, you know, Dean, to, to hurt your feelings, and I'm not going next week. So we're going to cover Human Centipede instead. It's going to be the the monkey's pick, and then I will reserve my pick for Halloween. Medically accurate. Medically <laughs> yeah. accurate. 
<laughs> my head. All right. So anyway, we will head. talk to you next week, uh, Monkey. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank yeah, you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week, Monkey. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening tonight. Look at this guy over here. All right. And let, and let it be coming your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. And so much uh, for you, Dean. Thank you so much for joining us. Here and and uh, with your pick of blood night. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'm, I'm always thrilled when I can provide uh, my selection of cinematic masterpieces for our enjoyment. Cinematic I have fun. Thank you, right. So, Ghoul, as we close out, want to hit us with a plug? Uh, you know, hey, listen, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's, uh, are all around the corner right now. Um, so head on over to Etsy, all in one word in the, in the search bar, Bonfire Bead Designs. There you're going to find all kinds of handcrafted jewelry, gemstones, bracelets, necklaces, pendants, you name it, it's on there. You're going to find something for your significant other, your friends, your family. Just go, go take a look. Uh, you make a ghoul girl happy. She loves making this stuff. She loves selling this stuff. She loves knowing that her, her pieces that she so carefully crafts are getting worn and appreciated by other people because everything that she makes, she makes it as if she would be wearing it herself. Uh, believe me, I've, I've watched as she sent these things out at times with tears in her eyes because she loves certain pieces so much, but she knows that, you know, she has to, has to send them away like, like bastard children. Um, so, so again, get on over at Etsy. All one word, Bonfire Bead Designs. Besides that, stay scared. Stay scared. Awesome. And as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying keep America strong, watch horror movies, hail Satan, hail Odorous, hail yourselves, and hey, guys, if you're having a blumpkin this weekend, you can thank us later. See you next week. <laughs> Adam Green.